Welcome back to another episode of the Laud Times podcast. In this episode, I introduce you guys to Misael Lopez, where you can find him at, on Twitter as Houston Tigres, a lifelong fan of the San Nicolas de los Garza. Excited to share his experience as a fan with you all. Hope you enjoy. What up, everybody? We're back with another fan experience episode on the Laud Times podcast. Today, I got a new guest, uh, my friend Misael Lopez from the fellow H-Town, baby. How are we doing today, dog? Yes, sir. How's it going, everybody? Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be a part of this project. Absolutely, man. Glad to have you. Um, you know, we talked about it, trying to set it up, and we were able to finally get, you know, make the time for it. So I'm excited to uh, get to know and share your experience as a fan for the team. So why don't you start us and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and how yeah, you became a, a fan of the team. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I was originally born there in, in San Nicolás, uh, you know, very close to the stadium. And uh, all my family, uh, my mom's side, they're long, long-time theaters fans, uh, you know, through the bad and the good. And I grew up, you know, that's knowing that's the only, you know, that soccer team, you know, just learning to love it. And, you know, as I got older, I got more into it, you know, it was around when I was 10 years old that I started watching the games weekly, you know. Uh, it was, you know, went through the, some pretty rough times uh, right after the the losses to Pachuca in 01, 03. And then, you know, almost going to second division through the through the uh, 2000s with, the, you know, with all those bad signings. And then glory finally came. And then, you know, I've been, I've been with it and the good and the bad. And, now, now that I'm, you know, grown up and, and everything, um, I try to go as much as I can to the stadium and be a bigger fan than um, since before I wasn't able to do that. Uh, you know, being being at the at the Universitario for the first time, it was just it was an awesome experience, and and I'm glad that I finally got to do that. When did you say that you started becoming a fan? What, what around what year was that? Well, I was, I mean, ever since I was little, but I never, I, you know, I always knew what theaters, you know, the colors, the team, but I never really followed it. So I was about maybe eight, 10 years old. And so what, that, what was, was uh, who was on 2001? So, right. Oh, so you saw, uh, Arrival Gaitan, you know, yeah. that, those good teams that when we first started. That's, I started watching, you know, a little back, probably in 96, 97, but, uh, you know, not as much as I would probably remember. Yeah. So we probably started watching around the same time, uh, right about that sixth grade, uh, fifth grade era. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm, I'm from, uh, I was born in 92. So that's whenever I, you know, I wasn't really paying attention until I got to older. And, and that's the first game I remember was losing that that final to Pachuca um, in 01, I believe. And then again in 03, 
And, um, you know, at first I didn't understand really why, uh, you know, they, 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 they do the aggregate goals. Um, at first I was like, you know, Hey, they won the game, but they, they're not winning the trophy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so I just started learning and then really paying attention to all of it. Uh, so I started playing soccer and, and really got into it. Nice, nice. So you said you were born in San Nicolás, which, you know, that is, you know, people assume that Tigres is from, you know, Monterrey, which, you know, it's yeah. a major city, but in San Nicolás de los Garza is where Estado Universitario is at, and it's located. Yeah. So you're born there, I'm assuming you migrated to the United States, and how was it when you first, like, when you were here in the States, were you able to watch uh, games? Because I was having a conversation, or maybe I just, it was just more of a message uh, online on Twitter with uh one of the guys that follows me and he was saying how, you know, it's hard to watch games. And for me, I lived in Florida. And so I had to stay up like really late, like at two in the morning, sometimes midnight, because they were replay the games on Galavision. But, you know, oh yeah, for sure. they, they didn't get enough coverage or like, you know, and especially the States, the Mexican league didn't have a lot of exposure yet. Entonces, mm-hmm. it is like menos. So it was not like, yeah. You know, you were able to watch it. So, did you have something similar like that, or like were you able to, you know, go to Mexico and still watch the games uh, yeah. when you were younger? No, well, uh, you know, I, I came here when I was two years old. My parents brought me, so I wasn't able to go back till I was about fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was all I knew was all through TV, and then following, following them, you know, just what I knew about my cousins. They would bring me the jerseys and stuff like that. Um, I would always be on the theater's website. Uh, .com.mx uh, and the same thing you know at first you know Tigres was like the Mazatlan of today nobody yeah. cared about watching them so the games were like like sometimes they wouldn't the the time I mean the game was later on like you said you know they had already played two hours before but they wouldn't televise it and back then it wasn't no to the end so it was just Univision and Galavision so the big teams got those those hours, so we were stuck, you know, just watching the repeat, even though we already know the score. And yeah, um, yeah and I remember, uh, I remember this game that really stuck to my head was, uh, you know, back then Monterrey was barely on the come up. The Rayados, Tigres was still in the bottom, and I remember they had a Clásico like on a Tuesday, and it was on Telemundo, and like nobody was watching it. It was like raining like crazy, you know. It was like that's how you know where Tigres was was a sucky team in the league that they put the Clásico on a Tuesday, you know. And then and nowadays I don't think they would dare to do that because uh, there's there's the teams both of the teams are really big and then all the money that they draw the all the you know just on the TV you know they would, they would lose a lot of money and that just shows you how much they've grown, especially Tigres. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was kind of like a little follow up question that I had for you is like, what do you think about the the growth of the team? You know, we've we've talked about some examples of like, you know, the coverage that it did not get. And, you know, with the recent success, like how do you like as a fan in the United States, how do you feel like that the either the brand or the team has done or made strides to become, you know, that big club or that team, you know, that winning team that everybody wants to be a part of? Yeah, I, think, I mean, that's coming from from seeing the team in the the bottom, all you know, coming from nothing. Uh, it's great to see the growth and all the money put into it. You know, ever since Semex took over, um, all the great signings. You know, they started with Duca, and then uh, the big 2010 transfer window. 
That was really great. You know, that gave the team hype. Uh, because we, even though before that, there would always be like, uh, we had some good signings, some expensive signings, betters, you know, it's a better, it's a better word to say, yep. you know, yep. but they wouldn't really work out. And then when we started getting players that work out and, you know, they were, even though they were expensive, they worked out. So the team started being better and, you know, it was all uphill from there. And then with Guignac, they shut it off, you know, they hit it out the park. Yeah, man, it's it's been wonderful to see that growth. And, you know, I'm excited because there's a lot of like, you know, uh, things that they haven't like tapped into yet. And I think that, you know, the American side of things and like especially, you know, so many people living here from, you know, from Nuevo Leon yeah. um, and here more so in Houston. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's going to continue to draw more uh, fans outside of Mexico because of the brand. Yeah. So. Yeah, um let's talk about a little bit about the games um uh, you know one of the things that like i typically ask people is do they have any rituals um i typically you know growing up it was cookouts and you yeah know, now the day of you know i jam the music you know the theater music mm-hmm. was incomparables oh, uh, yeah, yeah, on sure. apple music so do you have any any things like that or that, that nature uh, yeah. yeah you know well growing up my dad's not really a big soccer fan so it was always just me, uh, just watching it. And now that I'm older, um, you know, I do the cookouts now. Uh, but one thing I do, uh, well, don't do is I never wear a jersey while watching the game. Uh, that's just, I've done it before and we didn't win. So I just caught myself doing it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm off on that. Yeah. So I just don't wear a jersey while they're playing. I just feel like, you know, it's bad luck. Yeah, I, I've come across some people that think the same way. I personally, man, I have so many jerseys. And, yeah, too. like, I just, I have I had to find a way to wear them. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was always, like, growing up, I was a big boy. So, like, I had a lot of jerseys that I didn't get to wear, like, I got as gifts or anything. And now mm-hmm. that, like, I kind of, you know, got in shape and stuff or, like, go to yeah. the gym, like, all my jerseys fit now. And mm-hmm. so I find any excuse to wear it. So I started wearing them down to the gym here and there. But oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cookouts are definitely uh, associated with the Tigres game. Like everybody knows, the carnita asada. Has and, to yeah, for sure. Yeah, you gotta get it on. That's cool, man. So what? One of the uh, you know, you mentioned when you were uh, first talking about how you become a fan that mm-hmm. you saw the two losses of the championships against Pachuca. You know, and then you saw, you know, the team going down to almost relegation and then Lucas Lobos and then the mm-hmm. signing players till now. In that time, who has been your idol or who did you think like that's my, you know, number one guy? Tigres, is it now Gignac or any other player from the past? Well, you know, when I, as I was coming up, it was Gaitan was a big name, but then he really let me down the way he left. And Cookie Silvera as well, you know, I felt like they had more to give. Uh, I had I had a lot of hope on Clever. Whenever he was there, they had that super team. But um, mm-hmm. my all-time top player for me is Luca Lobos. You know, I was there. I, you know, I was really invested whenever they signed him, and then you know, all throughout his career with Tigres. I was sad that he had to go like that. Yeah, but, man, um, that's not good. The way that both of those guys left. 
there's still love yeah. for both of them from this from the club, but not enough, I don't believe. Like, especially more so with Lucas Lobos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy put the team on his shoulder and like carried it. And then so I, you know, there's a lot of theories and like uh reasons as to why, you know, he was uh he left it to Luca the way that he did, but you know, mm-hmm. in reality it was a good sale, uh, because he he was they were able to sell him at a high price. Um, yeah. and for you know him already to be old. So Lucas Lobos, um, always, always great memories of that dude. Um what about a uh a goal, man? A goal that uh you um, rave about. Always always top goal for me was that Cookie Silvera goal against Pumas one time that it was on a Saturday, it was raining, and then Mario Ruiz centered it back heel, he jumped back heel into it. Um, that was a great goal. That was all time. And then besides that is that Nahuel goal um, in the uh, in the Champions League. Yep. To take us to the next round. Yeah. That goal that you you mentioned about Cookie Silvera, uh-huh. I think that we were down to start the game. So we started yeah. coming back, and that was the mm-hmm. third goal to seal the win. I think we ended up winning 3-2. Yeah, we... yeah, it was uh, that was a comeback 3-1. I think they got a red card. So that's whenever the team started pushing. Yep. But that last that last goal, it was just like nobody thought that Mario Ruiz was gonna catch that ball. No, dude, it's an incredible goal. I'm glad yeah. you brought that back into my memory. I'm gonna watch that and I'm gonna post it to today. Uh, yeah, I used to have it on my MySpace on that little gift. All thing. right. Yeah, because yeah. that then that goal was just awesome. Yeah, no kidding. And you know, you mentioned the uh Nahuel goal, like you know. Mm-hmm. Taking us on to the next round. What did you think about once Tigres was there at the Club World Cup and like you know the the performance that they had? Did it take you back to when you were a kid playing FIFA? Like you know, what did you think <laughs> yeah. about the, What did you think about that and that experience? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially the stadiums. You know, they looked like like you're like in FIFA, and the crowd, everything was just like playing FIFA. But uh, you know, I'm I'm really proud of the team, the way they they played. Um, I would have liked for them to, you know, maybe score the goals in a different manner, you know, just not not penalties, but hey, that's what got us through and, and we played good defense, got into them. I did feel like against Bayern, Bayern, I don't think they took it that serious, but um, I feel like Tuca Ferretti could have done more offensively there, you know, maybe get some couple shots, uh, but I, I understand that he didn't want to let the the fourth down in the back, and then we end up losing 5-0, which would have been more humiliating. Yeah. And the goal they scored was just like, oh, man, like, if, if you know, I wanted to lose, but, you know, at a better goal. Yeah. The one they scored, it was just a... I, um, I firmly believe that Tuca, the last two years, year and a half mm-hmm. that he was here, his way of playing was not no longer beneficial, but Playing that way at the Mundial de Clubes uh, against Bayern, that's what gave us the shot at getting there. Because, you know, like, if you remember at the end of his cycle, it was pretty boring soccer. Like, they held on to the ball and, like, they weren't doing mm-hmm. nothing. It was slow. It was predictable. And yeah. and I think that that tactical uh, system in that particular Club World Cup allowed them to be better and compete against Bayern Munich. And like you said, most European clubs won't take it uh, take it serious. 
but I do believe now with the new format that, you know, that would completely change. So Seattle was eliminated a few days ago yeah. from it. So it just, just shows that the CONCACAF team and Tigres, you know, accomplishing that is just, it's going to be tough to like match or surpass. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's going to be a long time. Hopefully, like you said, with this new format, it's a little bit more even out because I mean, it, you know, UEFA and Conmebol automatically get into semifinal. That's just, you know, that's just degrading for everybody else. But, you know, I mean, they just went through that and, and you know, they always say, oh, it was a COVID year or whatever. But, you know, it's still competition. Teams still took it out. If, if anything, it might, it should have been harder because uh, people, the other players were well rested. You know, it was, it was all their, their time to come back. And, and, but, you know, it was, it was great. Great soccer they played and got us there. And, hey, no other team has done it. Yeah. And one more year that it didn't happen and we and we get our shot back as we start the uh, yeah Champions sure. Leagues in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited. You know, I think that we have a really good shot at, you know, with the squad that mm -hmm. was created. Yeah. New arrivals I, to compete. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. I definitely uh, – I mean, I'm I'm happy that it started, and hopefully we get to see all the players that usually stay in the bench, you know, get get them some playing time, and then you know just be ready whenever they, whenever so that whenever we need them, they're they're good to go. What do you uh you know you mentioned the use some of the players. What do you think about like Coca not using Cordova and Diente Lopez so far, and like you know the subs that he's been making? Um, I think I I just reminds me of Tuca. You know, now, I mean, now it's even worse. You get five uh, subs and you don't use, well, one or two. But I, I understand Cordoba is maybe it's not his liking. You know, he he's a big on guy. He knew big on from Atlas. So it's like Piojo when Piojo started, you know, Cordoba was his dude. So now we're, we're looking at the same thing. Uh, but, I mean, big on used to be really good for us. But I feel like, you know, he's more of attacking, not so much defense. So if you want an attacker, you I mean, I feel Cordova could do more than him. And and um Diente, I feel like for him to shine, Guignac can't be on the field. Yeah, I'm you know? I'm I'm a little scared of uh Nico Ibanez. And this is why on the pod, oh, yeah, on the pod, I had mentioned it to the guys. Like I was obviously down that we signed him because I know he's good. Mm -hmm. But I was afraid that, you know, same thing like Carlos Gonzalez and then nah, Ener Ener Valencia, Eduardo Vargas. Edu Vargas. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, Gignac's productivity is is still, like, great. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how do you – you can't bench him. But I think that um, I would like to see him um, be subbed off if needed more now in this part of his career. So we can, you know, obviously his professionalism, it will always be there. And so – I think he'll be in great shape to the end of his career. I just do believe that, you know, we got to find different ways to play with the different weapons that we have. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think Diente, you know, at this point is shown that he can't share the field with Gignac. And if he yeah. does, he doesn't really shine. And he's not going to do the defensive work rate to like be on the wing and come back. So I think that he's preferred over Cordoba. And I just think Cordoba is not a player that he particularly likes his style of play because mm -hmm. he's not, he doesn't have the the pace to pressure and like, you know, he's mm -hmm. more a creator with the ball as opposed to chasing around. And in this, in this system, yeah. you got to pressure high. Yeah. So. And I, I wasn't a fan of Cordova at first, whenever they, they, they signed him, you know, I was just like, 
you know, we got people in the cantera that, that might be able to do the job. If you really want a young Mexican um, guy to be on the field with that, but um, hey, he 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 did pretty good. You know, he was solid that um, yeah that last season. So I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't give him the chance, and you already have him. So you know, might as well play him, and and maybe now with Linus, you know, they get along pretty good. They know each other, so hopefully that works out. And the same thing with with uh, Ibanez. Um, you know, watching these last games where he played. I mean, I'm glad that Guignac goes back more. He plays, you know, he stays out of the box. He lets Ibanez stay in the box. Uh, so I feel that's that Ibanez right now, that's his strength to stay in there. So yep. um, hopefully, hopefully it works out because, I mean, all the past experiments with Guignac and getting another number nine, uh, you know, they haven't really worked out. Uh, maybe besides Edu Vargas that he had to take the, he had to feed Guignac more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and that I do believe that kind of that number nine is kind of cursed. Yeah, for it's for a long time. Uh, I think I mean Edu Vargas was probably the most productive player we've had in a long time. Yeah, but even back it goes back to Olalde, Omar Bravo, Chamagol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe Mancilla kind of. Oh, Mancilla, yeah, Mancilla brought it back. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Well, what about uh jerseys, dude? What do you think about the? I see you wearing the new jersey. Um. To yeah. me, it's it's in my top three jerseys, if not number one. Uh, now mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful jersey. Uh, I wanted. This, do you have a favorite jersey? I ha- I have. I mean, my favorite one is probably the blue one from 2012 to 2013. Um, the first it came with with like the shadow of the tiger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember Elias Hernandez wearing that one. Uh, that one, and then the one that. I think it's the 2016 jersey when they beat America. I like I really like that jersey, but I didn't get to buy it. Uh, and then this one for sure. Well, I like the the white one they came out with a few years ago. Yeah, the yeah. Well, the chicharron looking one that they said. Oh yeah, Doritos oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I have that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I really like that one. The Carlos Acedo, the one he wore on his presentation. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. I really like that. Yeah, that I, I went to the game against uh Pachuca, the season opener. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I, I I bought it out and I have to have it. How was it, man? How was the experience? Oh, it was incredible. First, I mean, we had some trouble finding tickets, but uh, one of my cousins I had a friend that was uh that wasn't able to go, so uh they lent us their their uh you know, their season ticket. Yeah, yeah. their yeah. So uh, pretty badass seats. And uh, it was great, you know, the atmosphere. Uh, I feel like whenever we went down, the people kind of, like, got worried. But then second half, scoring four goals, man, it was crazy. Man, yeah. It was, it was good. To this day, one of the best games in a long time by Tigres. That that must have been incredible. It was sold out, Volcan. Um, yeah, for sure. Speaking about the st- stadium, though, um, you know, we have the possibility of a new stadium. There's talks about it. You know, the mm-hmm. governor has came out and, like, said he's received paperwork but there's like conspiracies and theories that there's no funding yet what do you think about a new stadium would you rather keep the volcan and not get a new stadium i think i think we could keep the stadium just you know invest a lot of money in it because it is really tore down you know there's a lot of things uh you know people make fun of the restrooms but i mean it, it it is old but you know it has it has character that you know in a new stadium you're not gonna get that 
and then it's not gonna be close to the university where you know that's just a staple. Everybody's used to going to that. I think you know the location is great. We just need to, you know, they need to put some money into it and it'll be good. I don't think I don't think they'll go with the new stadium. I hope they don't. I just I hope they renovate that one. But I don't know what they will do in the meantime. I don't think they want to go play in the in the BBVA or the, the Rayados one. Yeah, that's kind of like what we've been discussing as well as like, you know, what happens like when they renovate, like where do we play, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that the possibility of the new stadium is, you know, maybe not in the immediate future, but I think it's closer and closer, especially with the brand growing so much. I think mm -hmm. that the caliber of like friendlies that, you know, the women's team is going to be able to host mm -hmm. and as well as, you know, the, the brand growth of that Adidas has done internationally that I think that you're going to want better, you know, yes. facilities for people to come yes. and see it. So that's kind of ultimately how I, I see it. I think that, you know, I would rather keep the El Volcan, but it's just, it's not practical as you continue to move forward with the team growing yeah. so fast and, uh, you know, with so much popularity. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the ideal situation was, would be for them to knock it down and build it there. You know, that, that would be great. So they don't go to another city ordinance and then they're not in San Nicolás anymore. And, you know, they're going to get the same kind of uh, talk back, like Rayados, that they moved to Guadalupe. You know, that I think that would be ideal, but I don't think that that's possible. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, we we do get something because I, I know if they get a, a 20,000 more seats, they'll automatically get filled again. Yeah, no, no kidding. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about 65,000 capacity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a huge upgrade. So very interesting to see what will happen with that. When I get a little bit more into, you know, we're talking about the history of the team with the stadium. So usually ask this question to the guys that I speak to. Noel or Gignac, who do you think is more important for the club? Um, I'm a Noel guy. I, I think he's been more crucial and, and when it comes down to important games, that way it's been there for us. Like against Cruz Azul this past game, you know, he really uh, stepped up in the final against Leon. He was great. I think he won us that Liguilla by himself, all those incredible saves. And I, at first when they signed him, I, I, I didn't think they needed him or, you know, that way, waste a waste a, uh, foreign spot. Uh, next and then, yeah, a foreign spot on him, but hey, he's been great. So glad he's he's been here and just the character he shows, the connection that he has with the team. Uh, I know Guignac has it too, but Nahuel is just I feel like he's more he's more hood, more street. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's awesome about him, and he loves the team, and and everybody loves him back. Yeah, he. I mean, like I said, uh, I've said it numerous times. You know, Guignac is Gignac and he's important and he changed the entire history of the club mm -hmm. but I also believe that Nahuel you know like you mentioned the the some uh the final against Leon and then the penalties against Pumas and America, and America. so yeah. you know he's just as important um obviously he would be in your starting 11 so give me the 10 yes. re remaining players that you would feel for your all-time Tigres team yeah, Nahuel for sure. In the back, I would have uh, Mario Ruiz, Uwayala, Torres Nilo, 
And I, I know he's early, but I really like how Samir plays. Um, so I'll put him in, I'll put him there right now. And then in the in the mid, I'll have Carioca. He's a master with the ball. And Duenas. I think when they were in the mid, that team played really good. Um, they were really awesome. I like them better than Carioca and, and Pizarro. And then uh in in uh as forwards or I would have Lucas Lobos for sure. And then um I would have Danilinho, Gignac, and on the left, um I'm really torn. I think I'll go with Damian Alvarez. That's a safe bet. Yeah, so the 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 the, the you know the incredible incredible four that they used to have, but instead of Mantilla, yeah, and that's just as lethal. So Gaetan doesn't make your uh, starting eleven. Nah, nah, he he was good. He was good, but I can't get over how he left. And you know, when the team needed him the most, he he bounced. Uh, yeah, that I think that most people will hold that against him. Um, I'm a big Gaetan fan, so that's essentially. I, I Diablo Nunez was my first like idol that I started like you know idolizing from the club. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Gaetan was what made me fall in love with Tigres. Um, so always have always got to show him love. Oh yeah. Um, and then I guess one of the last last questions about the team that I always ask as well is either a moment, a favorite moment that you've had with the with the club. I mean, obviously it could be like, you know, maybe a championship games or like maybe an experience that you had with family or at the stadium. Something that you can think of that like makes you like you know realize why you're such a big Tigres fan. I think the the 2011 final against Santos. Um, I went to Monterrey and but we weren't able to get tickets, so we were just you know watching it with family and and just watching the final and you know it had to be we got kind of scared in the first half when they tied up. But then, you know, in the second half, we scored all those three goals, and it was great. You know, 29 years, the, the dry spell. Uh, but And then just how the city reacted to that championship. You know, everybody was in the streets. It was great. That was all-time favorite moment when, you know, when all, all of this new uh, winning era started. And that's, that's definitely my top moment. That's awesome, man. Um, and then just to end it with – what would you tell a kid that, you know, is watching the team and, like, maybe he's not a fan or potentially could be a fan? What would you say to that kid that to become a fan of Theaters? I'm trying to get my son to to to, <laughs> to get more into it. Uh, he, he loved being at the stadium this this a couple of weeks ago. So he, he, he definitely likes it more now. Uh, but uh, I would tell him, you know, everything – it, everything wasn't as great as it is today. We weren't we weren't the team we were before. We were the laughing stock, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel. So you know, just you just have to understand that where where we came from, um, to really value where we're at now, and what the team is doing now, where we're at, and the people that got us here, you know, to really value what being a, being a theater fan is is it's all about. That's awesome. I think uh, I'm going to end it with that, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Now, you know, that we've met and spoken, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be 
you know, planning some more things with this and, you know, growing uh, the project with, you know, the more the people that are, you know, wanting to work and, you know, hop on, on the adventure. So we'll definitely be in touch. Um, there's definitely some watch parties that I'll be uh, planning soon okay. and definitely want to have you there, man, just like with the rest of the people that are here in Houston uh, so we can get together and do what we, uh, what we do is, uh, you know, show love for the team. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm 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 glad that I was able, I'm I'm, I'm able to take part of this. You know, thanks for the invite and thanks for having me. And uh, hey, I'm a cool as well. Oh, in the bag. oh yeah, absolutely. When did you graduate? Yeah. Heck yeah, go Cougs. Yeah, yeah, sir. Uh, I graduated in uh, 2021. Nice, recent grad. Congratulations, my man. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, thank you for your time, brother, and. Uh, We'll see you next time. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And uh, yeah, see you next time.